I'm Sandy Caldwell, and you are listening to episode number 52 of Quilt Cabana Corner. I hope you are all doing just super well and fine today, and I hope you'll go grab your coffee, tea, water, whatever is your pleasure, and join me for a little fun quilty chat. Today is the first day of spring, and it is a gloriously sunny day outside. It just makes my heart so happy. When I see a blue sky and warmish temps, it's just awesome. We've been in a deep freeze here in Boston, it feels like, forever, even though we've not had a ton of snow. But the cold has definitely got me down. I don't know about you guys, but the second floor of my house is always freezing cold. Makes it hard for my fingers to work right to do my quilty stuff. So a lot of times I'll just set up on the first floor take over that floor as well, right? Um, and get to work. But today is not like that. It's just nice and warm and I'm happy, happy, happy about it. Do you find that you're more productive in the warmer months or the cooler months? I know a lot of people feel like winter is the time to hunker down, but I kind of like the summer month projects, especially if they're portable. You can take them outside sit by the pool, sit out in the backyard, do a little hand stitching, bring out a hand crank machine if you have one. Those are the things I love to do. Anyway, so I think I missed a podcast or two somewhere in between. We've had a very busy start to the year. I turned 48 for starters. Another year uh, has gone by. And I celebrated that in pretty grand style. We went up to Vermont uh, Greg Lear and I went up to Vermont and we stopped at the Von Trapp Beer Hall and we had a little light lunch and had a flight of beers and it was delicious. That place is so beautiful. Uh, it just it's such a nice atmosphere up there and it was sort of snowy and people were outside the window with their snowshoes and their cross-country skis and it just looked like so much fun. I'm hoping to get to stay there sometime, but today we just visited, and that's one of Leah's favorite places. She always says she's going to have a winter wedding at the Von Trapp Family Lodge. So, who knows? Maybe that dream will come true. I don't know, but it's gorgeous. We've been there in the summer, we've been there in the winter, and it always is just a beautiful place. And after that, we traveled up to the University of Vermont to pick up Lindsay, And we had a nice dinner on Church Street at Pascolo, which is an Italian restaurant. And then Leah went to Lindsay's dorm to spend the night. And Greg and I went out to Church Street a little bit more and then went back to our hotel. And then the next day, we said goodbye to Lindsay after we took her to the mall and bought a few things. And we headed to the University of New Hampshire to visit my oldest daughter, Amanda. And we had a lovely lunch with her. So all in all, it was a super fun birthday. I had a great time. Other than that, we've been just, we just had spring break. And it was, oh, so nice to have all the girls home in one place. Even though Amanda couldn't join us till Thursday, she had to work. Um, And she was sick, but everybody's healthy. And we had a great weekend. We went out to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse on Saturday night, and we had a big celebration. Our family was celebrating the end of treatment for a genetic disorder 
that affects not only myself, but all three of the girls. And collectively, that disorder has caused them to be missing a total of 39 second teeth. Yes, you heard that right. So I'm missing eight second or adult teeth. And uh, the girls are, including wisdom teeth, are missing a total of 39. So that condition is called oligodontia, in case you were wondering. If you are missing two or less teeth, so one or two, you have hypodontia. If you are missing eight or <laughs> well, more than two, okay, or 39, you are referred to as having oligodontia, which is a very strange, funny name, oligodontia. Um, and it is something that uh, takes, it's a long haul to correct. It requires oral surgery, sometimes a bone graft, implants, bridges if those implants fail, which yes, we've had it all. And for our family, it has been over 10 years of treatment. It has been a lot of money to correct. And that's because our insurance policy had what's known as a missing tooth exclusion. And the medical insurance doesn't cover it either. So unfortunately, it's out of pocket. And um, yeah, it's a lot of money to correct. But the girls have beautiful smiles now. And we have been planning how we might celebrate the end of this long, long haul uh, for the last year. So the girls really wanted to go to Ruth Chris Steakhouse, which is somewhere we had visited. We had gone to once before with them um, on a trip to Hawaii, actually. And they've been dreaming about that meal ever since. So as soon as Leah finished her treatment in February, we made our reservation. And Saturday was the big night for us. And we enjoyed ourselves so much. Even Lindsay, who's vegetarian, found plenty to eat. They had a lobster macaroni and cheese, and she got some shrimp, and uh, the rest of us had steak that I'm still thinking about, and their famous bread pudding, which was totally delicious. So I'm so happy that everybody was healthy in time to go. Uh, it meant a lot to us to be able to go together and really celebrate the end of something that was so time-consuming, such an emotional roller coaster. If you can imagine, young girls with missing teeth makes for not a very fun time sometimes. And just the sheer fact that it's a super long, long process um, to go through. So, But now we are done, and we've got our celebration in, and now we're all moving on. So I had a wonderful workshop here yesterday with my quilting ladies. I've been doing a lot of quilting I've also been doing some thread painting, and I'm always teaching and long-arming. And yesterday was our March workshop. We've been having a workshop a month, and I have one planned for just about every month for the rest of the year. We are going to skip April, though, because my mom will be moving down here and is going to be needing some help over at her new place. And one of my students is going to be on a fabulous cruise. So we're opting to can um, cancel the April one and move our May one up by a week. But yesterday was all about foundation paper piecing. So some of us had tried it before. I had only tried it a few times and really had to reteach the subject to myself. So I spent a considerable time making some sample blocks and figuring out the best way 
to explain foundation paper piecing, which is a hard concept to understand, especially if you're a person like me with a brain that does not want to think backwards. And you are basically taking a piece of paper with a printed pattern on it, and you're working on the back side of that piece of paper. And there's a lot of steps in there. And you, it's very hard to explain. And I was very nervous that I wasn't going to explain it correctly, but I think everybody got it and really enjoyed learning something new. And there's a lot of uses for paper piecing. I mean, why do we bother with it? Because it's fun. Once your brain gets it, your brain really gets it and you're on easy street with it. And it looks harder than it is, which means your quilts look harder than it was. And it's um, if you're after perfect points, which a lot of us are, and you find those elusive a little bit, paper piecing can help you get those perfect points very easily. So I would encourage you to look into it if you've ever been interested. There are a lot of tutorials. Carol Dokes are probably the best, and you can find her on a few episodes of The Quilt Show if you have access to that. Um, and also, she teaches a class on Blueprint, which is the old Craftsy. So that was that. And then recently, I, paint, I did a thread painting of my bunny Nala, and that was because I also took a class on Blueprint with Pam Holland, I believe is her name. And um, I really fell in love with the process, so I ordered some flesh-colored threads because I like to do portrait quilts and things, so portrait thread painting appeals to me. I did do the bunny, and that was fun, but I would like to try some faces. So I found a nice picture of Greg and I at Disney World from a few years ago, and we're both wearing sunglasses, which I think is going to make the process a little bit easier for me on the first time around of a, you know, doing a face. And I can't wait to start that. I think I'm going to start it next week. It'll take a while, but I'm only doing small. Like, it's not going to be any larger than an 8x10. And the one that I did of the bunny was a 5x7. And you can find that on my blog and on my Instagram. I posted some pictures of that. So working on that, I finished quilting Sharon's Jacob's Ladder on the long arm. And that came out beautiful. And that was a quilt that we made in our quilt along over the summer. We're getting ready for another quilt along this summer, but this time we're making a one block quilt. It's going to be 80 by 80 and it is in AQS pattern uh, and it's a big star. So I'm interested to see what everyone picks for their uh, pattern colors and I think it's going to be great, and I think it's going to be easier than the Jacob's Ladder for people because that was like 300 pieces, and this is definitely not. It's just bigger pieces, fewer of them. So hopefully everybody will enjoy that. And I'm also still working on my Step Into Your Art 2019 projects. Our February project was theme was Connection, and everyone did such a fantastic job on their projects. You can see those projects if you like by joining the Facebook group for Step Into Your Art 2019. And you can find um, that Facebook group, I, I think we just search Step Into Your Art or go to Quilt Cabana Patterns business page and you can link to it from there. So, and join us. Even if you don't want to participate, just join us because there's a bunch of us and we're um, 
a funny little group and we encourage each other and inspire each other to try some new things and use our supplies. So if that's something that interests you, please, please join us. And your project does not have to be quilting. My sister is actually interpreting the theme while knitting. So March theme is improv. So we're all doing some type of an improv piece. I have chosen my fabric. Uh, I haven't made it yet. I'm going to do that next week. And I'm looking forward to seeing what everybody else is going to come up with. It really is a lot of fun. So I hope that you'll join us. I also spent some time about a week and a half ago working on a quilt for Lindsay. When we had her graduation party, when she graduated from high school, I had put out some white Kona charm squares and some micron pens and had the guests uh, write her little messages, warm messages uh, for her to remember everyone by and think about while she was up in cold, snowy Vermont. And it's basically what I'm making is like a square and a square type block with uh, two colors, two different colors of green. And then there'll be a white border around it. And of course, the squares are white that people wrote on and then a gold outer border. And so I got all of those blocks are pieced and the first row is sewn together, but I still have about six more rows to go. And so I'll be working on that here and there. It's one of those projects where it gets a little bit boring after a while. I'd rather be thread painting, <laughs> but I will finish it. And I think she's really going to love it. And of course, the green and gold are the University of Vermont colors. So that's exciting. And let's see, what else are we up to? I've been reading a few books. I just read Grant Cardone's 10X Rule. And that is a business self-help type book, really, that deals with throwing yourself um, into everything, everything you can think of, practically, and always giving, like, a 10x effort in everything. And I follow Matt and Brady Sparrow. They own a quilting studio out of Canada, and they had recently gone to a conference where Grant Cardone was the person who ran the conference. And he had different people, like Steve Harvey, uh, and a few other, Brendan Burchard, they all went and did some speaking and um, Matt and Brady came back so pumped up from everything. And I thought, oh, all right, I got to read this book and see what it's about. So he's a salesperson. And basically, you know, if you're going to make 10 calls, make 100 calls. He doesn't care. He just kind of thinks, you know, the more irons you have in the fire, the better your chances of succeeding and making money with those things. So it was an interesting read, but I'll be honest, I was kind of tired by the time I read it. My God, I don't know how this guy has so much energy, but um, I don't know. Maybe I'm a 5X kind of person. <laughs> a cop-out of a 10X failure, I think. I don't know, but it was an interesting read. And I'm also reading for my book club right now. Uh, I got to see if I can find the name of it. It's a book about a Muslim family, and I haven't hit the part on the book yet, but 9-11 happens, and then it's kind of about uh, how it affects their family. I'm only about 15%, and it's called A Place for Us by Fatima Farheen Mirza, and I'm only about 15% into it right now, and... Um, I'm finding it a little bit of a slow read, but I am very interested in finishing the book, so I'll let you know how that is. I recently downloaded The Beantown Girls, 
and I haven't started it yet. And let's see. I think I've told you about all the other books I've read. Yeah, I think I talked about those last time. So I really haven't done too, too much reading. It's been kind of slow going with the reading as I've been working on other things. So um, I suppose if I were following the 10x rule, I should have read 10 more books by now. But since I'm not following that rule, I'm not going to hold myself to such a high, high standard. <laughs> anyway, what are you guys all reading? But leave me a comment and let me know what you're all reading. I would love to hear about it. Later this week, I'll be attending something uh, that I went to last year, and I'm sure I might have talked about, but I might not because I am such an inconsistent podcaster of late that I'm not sure they got to talk about it. But I will be attending the Creative Arts Business Summit, which I am so looking forward to. It's a couple-day seminar run by Morna McEver Golitz. I think I have her name correct. And she runs it for creative arts professionals who are looking to take their businesses to the next level. And there are people from all over the place who attend this conference. There will be, I think, about 40 or so of us. And last year when I went, I was pretty amazed at the diversity of the people. There were nurses, a doctor, some um, former Pentagon workers, and teachers, there were stay-at-home moms, there were mompreneurs like myself, and everyone had the same goal, and the goal was to run a successful creative arts business. And I think we all know that can be very difficult because the market is saturated, and there's always that little piece of resistance in you that is like, well, what do I have to offer if all these other people are doing it? And Morna's main goal is to help everyone. She calls herself the distiller. She helps you distill what the issue that's holding you up might be. She does a very good job of that. She also brings in several speakers. Last year, we had Tawana Brown-Smith, and Tawana is like a Facebook Live expert and like a video online video expert type person. And she spent a lot of time with us showing us how to do it and how to schedule and uh, make sure that we were using search engine optimization and all those things when we were posting. And that was really informative. And Mona also had someone named Cindy Porter come in and Cindy has written like a dress for success type book. And she did everyone's colors and body shapes and did a whole presentation on really dressing for success. Because I think we all know that if you dress better, you feel better. And that can be very hard for people who are artists and creatives, writers. We all work from home. What is the best, most comfy thing when you're working from home? Yoga pants, like I'm in right now. But I will say, when I do dress up, when I'm teaching or giving a presentation or whatever, uh, you do feel better. So it was a nice reminder last year. And... I didn't really know what my body type was. I wasn't sure what colors and what styles were more suited to my shape or whatever. And it was fun to find out. So I know that there's going to be like an award-winning journalist there this year. I'm not sure what the topic will be. But the other thing we do, which is so great, it's almost like speed dating. And she calls it crushing at tables. And about 10 or 12 of the attendees come with a little like 20 minute presentation 
And sometimes it's on like something as simple as how to post on Instagram to how to uh, record on Twitch, which is like a live streaming video type thing. Um, And others, someone had done one on how to run like a quilt retreat. And it's not just quilters. I'll say the majority of people who attend are quilters and long armors, but not everyone. There was someone there last year with an essential oil business photography business um someone else had like an art studio so it's all different things and at nighttime we do a marketing makeover so if you want I haven't done it but you can submit your website and in the evening we put pull up your site on a big overhead projector and we critique it you know what could be better about your website is it a boring website Do you have a spot for people to sign up for your newsletter? All that kind of stuff. How about your font? Is it attractive? Is it not? What about your logo? All this stuff. You have to have a little bit of a thick skin, but everyone is so nice and supportive about it that, you know, it is helpful. And I would never want to have mine up there because I would just obsess over every word that was said. But I feel I can learn a lot hearing critiques of other people's and I can apply those things when I go back home. So it's a really great, great conference. And unfortunately, this is the last year that Morna is hosting it. She is of the age where she would like to retire and work in her own art. Although she will still keep her private coaching business. And we are all members of her international, oh, I'm not going to be able to say it right. International Association of Creative Arts Professionals. So we all pay a fee to be part of her group, and she runs a business book club for us, a monthly planning call, a monthly coaching call. Uh, We get a special newsletter from her and a subscription to Where Women Work magazine, which is so inspiring to see other people's studios and get their tips and advice. So it has been a really worthwhile thing for me to do, especially as a mompreneur who gets caught up in the kids in the kid drama and I obsessively worry over everybody. And sometimes there's just not a lot of, of me left over for me. And this is a great time for me to go do those things and to get out of the house and be with like-minded professional people. And I really, truly enjoy it. So that'll be coming up and I'll let you know how it goes and who our speakers are and everything because it is fun to hear about. And let's see, what else have we got going on? I'm not super prepared for this podcast today because I'm trying to get it done on the quick here. But I think that's probably about it. I've been listening to other people's podcasts. That's what I've been doing instead of reading. I've been listening to, um, oh my God, her name's going to escape me for a second. Stacy Julian. Stacy Julian was one of the founders of like creating... No, not creating keeps simple scrapbooks magazine. And she is a mom of five and she runs a very successful still scrapbooking business. And she basically runs like online classes now. And she's into the art of storytelling. And she tells beautiful stories. And just the way she tells them is pretty amazing. So I've been listening to her podcast. It's called Exactly Enough Time. And it's a treasure. It really is. And of course, I'm still listening to Becky Higgins. 
podcast that she does with her friend Becky Proudfit, and that's a great one as well. And I've been listening a lot to our own little Vicki Holloway's podcast, My Creative Corner, and enjoying Vicki's tales of QuiltCon and all the snow that she gets up there in northern Michigan. It's always fun to listen to her. I still love Frances Dowell Rourke's. I always feel like I'm saying your name wrong, Frances, but uh, Frances's off-kilter quilter podcast is awesome, as is her quilt fiction book, and uh, I'm still listening to that, and the Baltimore Friendship Album, I believe that's called, and let's see, am I listening to any others? Oh, Jody Moore. Um, she's also fantastic. She's like a life coach kind of one. And I think it's her podcast is called better than happy. And she has a lot of really profound things to say. And they're short podcasts about 15 minutes long. And I tell you, I come away with something every single time. In fact, on Sunday, I was driving home from UVM after dropping Lindsay off and I listened to Stacy Julian's latest podcast first and then all the rest of the time it was just all Jody Moore's podcasts and they were very very good so I don't know I think that might be all that I have for you today I hope that you will um, contact me. Let me know what you want me to talk about. I will say one thing. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I did get the wool pressing mat and I love it. It's 17 by 17. And the whole purpose of a wool pressing mat, in case you're like, why the heck do I need a wool pressing mat, Sandy? Well, my ladies used it yesterday in the workshop and they all loved it too. The best part of a wool pressing mat is that it is portable. And the second best part of the wool pressing mat is that it absorbs the heat of your iron. So it's basically like you are ironing the front and back of the fabric at the same time. It does a fantastic job. And I will link to it in show notes um, over on my blog so that you can take a look because they run the gamut in price. But I found a nice one for like $33 and I'm loving it. So you might want to check that out. And I don't think I have any other new tools. I do have some new makeup, though, which I know is not about quilting, but you might want to hear. I had ordered some lip glosses from Shine Cosmetics, and I loved them. And when I went back and read Shine Cosmetics' mission, their company mission basically is such that they are moms who are sick and tired of makeup being marketed in a sexy way to young girls and women. They are trying to change the marketing and how we approach young girls with, I think, with, and not, not just young girls, all women. And so their products, the names of them are th- the colors of their products are names like worthy, dependable, integrity, honest, brave, strong. Those are like the colors that you choose from. And the makeup is fantastic. It's paraben-free, gluten-free, hypoallergenic, and it's Leaping Bunny certified, which means they're not testing on animals. So as the mom of three young women, any time at all that I can find a product with a message like that, I'm on board. I'm on board 100%. I believe in that. So 
I signed up to be an ambassador because I liked the stuff. And so I have tried so far their eyeliner, their lip last, and their lip gloss. And I have an order coming this week where I want to try the eyelash brow fiber. And the girls are trying out the mascara, and I'm trying out another eyeliner and their BB face cream and our reusable makeup wipe. Yep, you heard me, reusable. You can wash it, and all you have to do is just put water on it. And I am hoping, 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 hoping that it works well because whenever I use a makeup wipe, my skin dries out a few after a few days of using them, no matter what kind I use. So I was thinking maybe if it was something that just used water that I could just wash out every, you know, I got a package of three, so that'll be enough for me to, you know, use one a couple days and then toss it in the wash. And I'll let you know how it goes. So, uh, and I will also link to that. So again, if you want to try it out, I have a coupon code that you all can use. It's CALLWELL10, C-O-L-W-E-L-L-10. And you will save 10%. And I will make a little percentage of the sale, which is what I get for being an ambassador. And I hope that you'll try it out because I think it's important that we stop supporting some of these places that are just not really for women. They're more for making the money. Uh, Anyway, that is my deal with that and I think I'm going to sign off because I might go start my thread painting. I'm really excited. Even if I just go wind a bobbin, I will be happy today. (laughs) So what are you all going to do with this beautiful first day of spring? I want to hear about it. What are you working on? What do you hope to work on? What is in your stack of unfinished projects that you could pull out and take one little step towards one little step could be 10 minutes could be five or you could get really excited over it and spend an hour who knows but you got to start you got to go pull something out and actually work on it and then see where it goes But if it's something that doesn't excite you, maybe it could excite someone else and you could donate it or you could give it to a friend to finish. Anyway. All right, guys. Have a great week. I hope to be back sooner rather than later. Um, I really enjoy hearing from everyone and I hope you have a great week. Bye-bye. I forgot to say where you can contact me. (laughs) You can find me at quiltcabanapatterns.com. And from there, you can link to the blog, which I try to update at least once a week. You can also email me at callwellsg at comcast.net. That's C-O-L-W-E-L-L-S-G at comcast.net. You can contact me right here through Podbean, if you're listening through Podbean. You can find me on Facebook under Quilt Cabana Patterns and Instagram under Quilt Cabana Patterns and Twitter as well. So until next time, have a wonderful and quilty week.